0: top stories tonight the quarterbacks and really every position across the league has been settled now there are some veteran defensive linemen especially some veteran corners that are gonna sign but they'll move the needle a little bit but not drastic swings so what better time to decide who the best roster in the nfl is of course we gotta start with the quarterback but we're gonna be breaking down Positions across the NFL in this new series on Player Profiler Today. Oh, Robert Page, the hairy snowman. Appreciate both of you tuning in. You two absolutely rock. Uh, as well, as Senor Football. Senor Football's here. Toronto Dave is here. My friends. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in. It is always a better show when all of you are here live. And it's a better show when we've got stuff to talk about. And we have some developments from Andrew Luck. What? Andrew Luck and the Commanders? That, that story's gaining steam? Really? Well, it's gaining steam because Jim Ursay, owner of the Colts, is not happy. He is not happy hearing these allegations that there was some tampering that someone called his guy, Andrew Luck. Because Andrew Luck is still under contract with the Indianapolis Colts. That contract is void. But if Andrew Luck were to come out of retirement, that contract would be activated. It would still come into effect. So teams can't call Andrew Luck to get him to unretire without the permission of the Colts. It's like with Pat McAfee. The Colts had to give McAfee permission to work out for the Bears as a kicker and still would have demanded to be compensated with draft picks. So Jim Ursay, not happy at all with the Washington Commanders, but he's never happy using the Washington Commanders. <laughs> or sorry, Jim Ursay is never happy with the Washington Commanders. They are rivals. Their enemies. He does not get along with Dan Snyder. But we get along with a lot of wonderful people out there that sponsor the show. Podfather, take it away.
1: Now, I know many of you are looking for a secret weapon for your Dynasty League, and I have it. It's called the Dynasty Dominator app. You go to the App Store, go to Google Play. It's right there. It's $5 to download, and then every year, it's $5 to load the next incoming class of rookies. You can... Add Superflex, add Titan Premium. It's incredible because it allows you to look up players. It allows you to vote on whether a player is a buy, hold, or sell, and then see the market sentiment on that player. And you can compare their lifetime value rating from Player Profiler to their Dynasty ADP at the FFPC, all in the price lookup tool And beyond that, we have a trade analyzer. So you'll never lose another Dynasty trade again. And in our settings, you can set this is a win now team. This is a rebuilding team. And then we let you compare players. Look at their metrics side by side. Prospect metrics, NFL metrics. It's all there. It's five bucks in the app store. There's some add-ons for Superflex and to buy the upcoming rookie class. Every year, you're going to spend $5 on this thing. And it's going to be well worth it.
0: It is. It is so well worth it. I love the Dynasty Dominator app. I love all of the products that we have at Player Profiler. Good luck to Blake Jarvis. Hope that you dominate this draft. Senor Football looking to get into some Dynasty drafts. If you want to sign up for the FFPC, look in the description below. It will be there. There will be a link that takes you there. And you can get signed up right away. Best of luck to Senor Football. Best of luck to Blake. Hope all of you are successful. And I hope the NFL is successful when it rolls out the schedule on Thursday. Now, the NFL had to wait for Aaron Rodgers and for Lamar Jackson to officially sign and be traded. But now, like I said, we know where everyone is going to play. We know where these quarterbacks will be starting. And so... We can make primetime matchups. There's going to be some changes this year. There will be a Black Friday game for the first time ever. Whoo! Black Friday game. That could be interesting. That could be some fun. We're also going to see games across the board. And by that, I mean, no longer is the NFC with Fox or however it worked out. All games are free agents. Any network can bid on any game. Exciting exciting times for content and less exciting teams can now be on Thursday night football twice. Don't think I love that. Don't think I love the short week, unless it's going to be back to back. If you play on Thursday, play again on Thursday, then it's one short week, one regular week, and really one long week to recover after that. So that's the only way I would be in support of Thursdays. So maybe you make it an island game. You play on Thursday night football until you win. Ooh, interesting. But that will bring us to our topic of conversation for this show and one that we will be breaking down for different positions across the NFL because we, we got to know now, right? Who's the best NFL team heading into the season? Who is it? We're going to break it down position by position. We've played this game in the past with divisions where you get one point for being number one. You get four points previously for being fourth into the division. Now, might have to play with it. I don't know how this is all going to shake out, but lowest score wins. So starting at the guys who are they starters? Do we know if Baker Mayfield is a starter in the NFL anymore? I'm not really sure. Sam Darnold, is he a starter in the NFL? Ryan Tannehill? And then there's Sam Howell and Desmond Ritter, who are are they starters, but that's more because we just haven't seen enough of them. They very well could be. They could just move into this young category that I've got here. But there are one, two, three, four, five, six teams where we don't know if they have a starting caliber quarterback under center. Number 32, of course, is the Arizona Cardinals. They're starting Jeff Driscoll under center. Clayton Toon could start early in the season. Now, you could make the argument, well, how can you have the Cardinals that low? Kyler Murray's their quarterback. Okay, when's Kyler Murray going to start? I don't know. I don't know what point he'll come back. So, no, I'm not including him. Cardinal season is a write-off until we hear Kyler Murray is... Rushed back. And then is that a good thing? Uh, I don't know. Anybody have a take on Arizona Tampa with Eagles for Jonathan Gannon? I'm kind of glad Gannon is gone. Uh, I think that is more of a the Cardinals suck and they are a bad franchise, poorly run franchise. There are also allegations of cheating and other stuff against Michael Bidwell. It was a whole big allegation fest and I don't want to dive into it, but I'm sure that there is a lot going on in Arizona that we don't know about, including the quarterback position, Jeff Driscoll starting QB. He's going to start week one. Colt McCoy's got a neck issue. I don't know when he'll be back. I don't know when he'll play. So far and away, worst quarterback group. It's the Cardinals. And then I think it's the bucks somehow Baker Mayfield. Isn't the worst starting quarterback in the NFL. Kyle Trask and Baker Mayfield competing. That is not the worst situation. It's the Cardinals, and then it's the Buccaneers. Baker Mayfield, again, we heard Bruce Arians. Oh, well, you know, back when he came out of Oklahoma, Baker's grade was higher than any of these guys. I don't care. I don't care about Baker Mayfield's grade coming into the NFL in 2017. Living today, we have new information. Baker Mayfield isn't it. Baker Mayfield isn't him. And I said that Baker Mayfield was an upgrade over Sam Darnold last year. I did. I thought that Baker Mayfield was going to be better than Darnold. And he wasn't. Sam Darnold outperformed Baker Mayfield. That's why he won the starting job for the Carolina Panthers back. And so I've got to have Sam Darnold one spot ahead of Baker Mayfield. And then with Trey Lance and Brock Purdy, that's a big question mark. Because based on what we've seen from Purdy, he could be in this young category that we've got here coming up. But Trey Lance, we've only really seen one tsunami game from him recently. So I am going off the assumption that it is Sam Darnold. And so I have Sam Darnold down here. You can flip-flop him. Maybe you put Sam Darnold ahead of Ryan Tannehill. I don't care. I don't have a stance here. Ryan Tannehill, lower end of quarterback in the NFL at this point. Would you rather have Ryan Tannehill or Desmond Ritter? That's probably a question that the Atlanta Falcons are asking themselves. And based on Ritter's ability to take care of the football, why not give him the shot? Sam Howell, based on his one game that we saw, I'd rather have Sam Howell than Ryan Tannehill. Because either he bottoms out and we get a premium draft pick. Or... We we have a quarterback with Ryan Tannehill. I just don't know what he is at this point. So recap Cardinals are the worst. Then it's the Bucks. Then it's the Panthers. Then it's the Titans. But the Titans could ascend with Will Levis, the commanders bottom five with Sam Howell. And then Desmond Ritter, I would have at sixth worst number 27 in the NFL, but A lot of these could change. It's young guys and Ritter and Howell and Levis. Sam Darnold might not be the starter. If it's Brock Purdy, hey, maybe Brock Purdy really is Tom Brady. And then there's the tier of young guys. Kenny Pickett. Would you rather have Kenny Pickett, Bryce Young, or CJ Stroud? That's a tough question. You could throw Jordan Love in there too. And I don't know if there's a correct answer. I really don't. You could say that Anthony Richardson throw him in this young category of question marks. I would rather have Anthony Richardson than any of these other young, unproven quarterbacks. I suppose you could put Ritter in here too. And Sam Howell. And if you wanted to will Levis, but I'm going with the thought that Sam Howell could be run out of town. Ritter could be run out of town. Levis isn't the starting quarterback right now. Otherwise Titans would be up here, but how would you rank these guys? Kenny Pickett, Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, Jordan Love, and Anthony Richardson. For me, I have Richardson first because of the athletic upside. You know me. I am all about those measurables. I am all in on Anthony Richardson and that's probably why I'd have Jordan Love second out of these guys because Jordan Love, he's got the arm, he's got the mobility. He's raw, but in that one game we saw last year, he looked pretty good. So I'd ha- rather have Jordan Love on that small sample size compared to CJ Stroud, who I'd rather have than Bryce Young, who honestly, I think I'd rather have Bryce Young than Kenny Pickett because we haven't seen. Bryce Young. We've seen Kenny Pickett and Kenny Pickett is the Andy Dalton Mendoza. He is the prime meridian of quarterback in the NFL. Kenny Pickett is objectively a starting quarterback in the NFL, but (laughs) most people there, you can have a lot of people ahead of Kenny Pickett right now. Jimmy Garoppolo, Derek Carr, Mac Jones, would you rather have them or Kenny Pickett? I'm sure Steelers fans might say Pickett, but give me the proven ability of those guys rather than the so-so upside of Pickett and give me the upside of the unproven of Bryce Young and CJ Stroud over the upside of Pickett. I think Pickett is fine, but all of these other young guys just have more. CJ Stroud, much more accurate, much better accuracy. Bryce Young, more of a magician in the pocket. It doesn't really make sense how Bryce Young does some of the things he does at his size, but he has that. Jordan Love has the arm. Anthony Richardson has the athletic upside. So, can he pick it? Unfortunately, down near the bottom of starting quarterbacks, I have him at 26, Bryce Young 25, CJ Stroud 24, Jordan Love 23, Anthony Richardson 22. And then it's a weird tier. It's a really really weird tier. And this is the beauty of the NFL is it's so subjective in so many ways. Cuz even when you get a full season, when you get a full sample size, that's only 17 games, maybe 20 games if you make the Super Bowl. It's crazy. So Jimmy Garoppolo <sighs> How is it going to work out for Jimmy G with the Raiders? I don't think it's going to be great. I think by the end of the season, he's going to be below most of if not all these quarterbacks. But for now, I can't just write him off. I can't write off Derek Carr, Mac Jones because we've seen flashes in the past. Derek Carr, he's a fine quarterback. I have him at 20. And are are you going to argue? Derek Carr's not a top 20 quarterback. Are you going to argue that he's a top 10 quarterback? That would be silly, but it's just kind of where we're at in the NFL right now is there's a lot of quarterbacks that are broken, but maybe there's some hope. Can Mac Jones be saved with a actual offensive coordinator? Can Mac Jones become a quarterback one in the NFL? What about Deshaun Watson? What about Russell Wilson? Can these guys find their bliss and become a QB one in the NFL once again? I don't know. I don't know the answer. I don't know how this is going to shake out. So this is just one big tier of what happens. What's the future at quarterback in the NFL? I'm so, so happy that we got this draft class where I believe we got five NFL starters Even if Hendon Hooker doesn't start for the Detroit Lions, I believe Hooker, Levis, Stroud, Richardson, and Young. That's five starters in this class. Maybe more. Probably not more. But any one of them. Bryce Young, at the end of 2023, we could have him ranked ahead of Deshaun Watson. We could have CJ Stroud ranked ahead of Russell Wilson. We could have Mac Jones behind Kenny Pickett. I don't think that's likely, but it's possible. You know, the NFL is so much about surrounding your quarterback with talent and paying a price point that makes sense. So with the elite guys that we're going to get (laughs) to, they're elite. You pay because even with less weapons around them, Like Patrick Mahomes, you can see him elevate the team and win a Super Bowl. But if you don't have a Mahomes, if you don't have a Burrow, if you don't have a Jalen Hurts, a Lamar Jackson, a Justin Herbert, it's all about the infrastructure. It's all about the offensive line and the receivers and protecting them. So really, any of these guys could end up in any ranking next year. And I know that's kind of a cop-out, this much uncertainty, but it's all about what the final roster's like. You have these game-changing, elevating quarterbacks, the elite guys. You have the QB1s and the near-elite guys, like I'd say Dak Prescott, but they can take over a game. They're not doing it as consistency. consistently. They should have a little bit of extra help like Dak needs more help than Ceedee land. That's why they get Brandon cooks. Aaron Rodgers needs more help than the green Bay Packers were giving him. That's why he leaves and heads to the jets. But it's a weird league at quarterback. And I think we're just now figuring out the price point for all of these guys. Daniel Jones, Daniel Jones is not broken as a quarterback. He was fixed this past year fixed by Brian Dable, but he could take a step back. Because football's not linear. It's not Madden where it's just, oh, Daniel Jones, he played well. Boost those Madden points. Oh, he got the contract. Well, it's Madden points, so he's going to play up to this contract. Maybe he doesn't. But for now, the Giants know that they have a quarterback one in the NFL. A guy that can win games for them. He's not going to take it over as consistently as, consistently. As a Dak Prescott, but he can do it. Geno Smith can do it. Geno Smith is a quarterback one in the NFL. Would you rather have Geno Smith or Kirk Cousins? Jared Goff or Kirk Cousins? These are just QB ones in the NFL. They are guys that you don't have to worry about it. You can just set your watch, set it and forget it. They're just, they're starting quarterbacks in the NFL. Now there's a ceiling to that. You need everything to be perfect around them to win a Super Bowl. But when you have a Tua Tagovailoa, who you surround him with Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill, I mean, you can make a Super Bowl with Tua Tagovailoa. It's an interesting NFL. It really is. It's the Flacco theory. It's the fact that Flacco had a perfect run. And won a Super Bowl. Just a perfect four-game stretch. It was beautiful. It was magic. You're telling me Daniel Jones can't have that stretch? Geno Smith can't have a four-game miracle stretch like Flacco? Kirk Cousins? Jared Goff? All these guys. All these guys. Could win you a Super Bowl. You just have to pay them properly. Like Geno... Like Daniel Jones, you can't have them making that Patrick Mahomes money. Jack, we've got to get you a JMO number one jersey to put in that frame. Oh, Jay. I don't know about a Jameson one. I can maybe it's a Hutchinson one or a Sewell one. Jameson. And he, he, Jameson's not actually not switching to number one. He is not. Jameson is gonna stay as number nine. I believe. Oh, it was one of the cornerbacks that they just signed is taking number one. It's not Mosley. Who's the other one? Sutton, Cam Sutton is number one. All three of the defensive backs that were signed by the Detroit Lions are wearing single-digit numbers. Just interesting to so know. Jamison Williams gonna stick with number nine. You, you can't get me that jersey. It Just doesn't make sense. He's number nine, not number one. Unless you get me Ohio State or Alabama. Was he one at Ohio State? Anyways, quarterback ones. It's Daniel Jones, it's Geno Smith, it's Tua Tagovailoa, it's Kirk Cousins, it's Jared Goff, it's guys that we just know are quarterback, that are starting quarterbacks in the NFL. It's just who they are. And then I flip flopped back and forth on this one because these guys aren't elite, but they can have and have had elite stretches. Matthew Stafford, he's better than Joe Flacco. We already knew that, but. He had a Joe Flacco run on the way to the Super Bowl. Aaron Rodgers has had many extended Joe Flacco runs. Dak Prescott hasn't had one in the playoffs yet, but Dak Prescott, one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. You can have Dak Prescott when you compare him to all NFL quarterbacks. You can have him as high as number six. He has to be behind Mahomes, Burrow, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, and Jalen Hurts. But you can have Dak Prescott ahead of Justin Herbert. You can have him ahead of Trevor Lawrence. You can have him ahead of Justin Fields, Aaron Rodgers, Matthew Stafford. Dak Prescott is a top 10 quarterback. And at worst, or at best, sorry, he's a top 6 quarterback. Just outside that top 5. Love Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott really might be the most underrated quarterback in the NFL solely because he plays for Dallas. And so people necessarily hate him and underrate him and want to blow up the interception numbers that he had last year. Oh, well he led the NFL in interceptions. Yeah. This was the lowest interception leading season that we've had in ages. 13 interceptions leads the NFL. Are you kidding? Do you remember when Eli Manning was chucking 21 interceptions a season? That's nothing. Dak Prescott, underrated. Dak Prescott, I wouldn't wouldn't call him elite, but he's that close. Justin Fields, he's not elite, but he's pretty close, and he has some elite skills that could put him in that upper echelon. Same with Trevor Lawrence. The one I went back and forth on the most was Justin Herbert. Because Justin Herbert, he has shown he is an elite talent in the NFL but he hasn't put it all together for long stretches. But I do think we've seen enough of it that we can call him elite. What he gritted through last year with the rib injury, with the shoulder injury, I think we can call Justin Herbert an elite quarterback, which would give you six, my six elite quarterbacks. I understand if you want to keep Justin Herbert out of elite. I understand If you want to bump Trevor Lawrence up to elite based on what he saw or what he did against the Chargers in the playoffs in the end of the season, he had, I understand all that. But for me, for right now, it's the six elite quarterbacks. It's Justin Herbert at number six. It's Jalen Hurts at number five. It's Lamar Jackson at number four. And this is when I went back and forth on a lot too: Jalen Hurts versus Lamar Jackson. Two elite talents, two. MVP caliber players. Lamar Jackson got the unanimous MVP. Jalen Hurts, if he doesn't injure his shoulder at the end of the season, maybe he is the MVP over Patrick Mahomes. Flip-flop them however you want, elite is elite. We're splitting hairs with the talents of Jalen Hurts versus Lamar Jackson versus Josh Allen. See? Evil can evil. Already in the chat, Hurts over Jackson. I I can't say I disagree, but I also can't say I agree. This is the, this is the weirdness, the love, the joy, the beauty, the pain of the NFL right now is there are so many guys that we don't know what they are as quarterbacks, or we know they aren't what they used to be. And then there's just this upper echelon. Jalen Hurts, Lamar Jackson can completely take over a game, can completely take over a season. Josh Allen. Remember what he did against the Kansas City Chiefs in the playoffs? Just, well, Actually, it's not even two years ago. It's two playoffs ago, but one year ago, and he still lost? That Josh Allen is a freaking unicorn, man. Joe Burrow, that playoff run he had last year. If an extra... What, 0.2 seconds the offensive line holds up for? And the Bengals are Super Bowl champions. A deep bomb to Jamar Chase. Elite. And then there's Patrick Mahomes, of course. I have to admit, Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the NFL based on what we saw this past year, but I think Joe Burrow's going to pass him in short order. So, we will keep track of all of this. Remember, I, I threw a lot... A lot of information at you, but we're going to keep track of all this. Kansas City Chiefs, number one quarterback, Patrick Mahomes gets one point. And we're going to do this for all the position groups across the NFL. And we are going to determine who the best roster in the NFL is and necessarily who should be the favorite to be Super Bowl champs. <laughs>